we're talking mistakes that were like no brainer things you should not do. You know, pull money out of a retirement account and get tax on it. Uh, buy cars I have no uh, business buying. Not having life insurance when I have a young family. I mean, things that we preach people should be doing. And I think it's important for me to share those to your listeners because we need to take down the curtain that people look at us or whomever, whatever financial people that are out there and say, oh, they've got it together. No, they don't have it together. They make mistakes just like anybody else does. But again, it's about learning from those mistakes, sharing them with others. And as a community, as a group, we continue to better each other. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. My name is Dr. Adam Martin. I am a practicing pharmacist, nutrition consultant, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. Each episode on the podcast, I will dispense to you an innovator and expert in the world of healthcare so they can share their story, their struggles, and best practice tips to empower you to nail your nutrition, master your mindset, fit in fitness, and take your level of impact to the next level with simple solutions for how to live with passion and purpose. Thank you for spending your time with me today. Now let's discuss how to dispense your full potential. Money, 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 money. Money. The concept of money or financial wealth can be a source of many things. Motivation, freedom, or if you're facing debt from pharmacy school and beyond, anxiety, overwhelm, or the feeling of drowning in unpaid bills, student loans, and the overall cost of just living. How are we to navigate this path of financial fitness if we don't have a clear understanding about the greenbacks, the Benjamins, the cash cash guac, so that we have our financial responsibilities met while still having the financial freedom to splurge here and there with that fun money life? On the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, I'm all about bringing the simple solutions to our toughest questions from those who practice what they preach and have not just survived the hurdles of pharmacy life, but have turned their struggle into their strength to become the expert in what they do. That is why I am pleased to bring to you Dr. Timothy Ulbrich, fellow pharmacist and financial expert for those in club pharmacy looking to do more than just pay the bills, go paycheck to paycheck, but truly live a life of financial freedom. Tim Aldrich is a professor of pharmacy practice and director of the MS in Health System Pharmacy Administration at the Ohio State University College of Pharmacy. He graduated from Ohio Northern University with his doctor of pharmacy and completed residency training in community ambulatory care at Ohio State. Prior to joining Ohio State, He served in various faculty and administrative roles at Northeast Ohio Medical University, focused on developing progressive pharmacy practice models and developing student pharmacists. After paying off more than $200,000 in non-mortgage debt, Tim is working to empower pharmacists and pharmacy students to take control of their financial future. He is the creator of the Your Financial Pharmacist blog, host of Your Financial Pharmacist podcast, and co-author of the book Seven Figure Pharmacist, How to Maximize Your Income, Eliminate Debt, and Create Wealth, which I'm currently reading, and guys, it is freaking phenomenal. 
His purpose is simple, develop progressive pharmacy graduates committed to achieving financial freedom. Dr. Tim, welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Hey, thanks so much, Adam. Appreciate you having me on and I love what you're doing. Uh, So keep up the great work. Hey, thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate your support. It's funny that we were talking before the podcast about how much synchronicity there is between mm-hmm. what I do and what you guys have been doing. Um, I mean, you guys have this literal empire to really help people get free on the debt. So just talking about money, we're going to just start off off the bat here and address the elephant in the room, that being money, mm-hmm. because a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about money, whether they don't have enough, they're in debt, and there's like shame around that, or they don't know what they're doing and not sure where to start to find out from a reputable resource that's applicable to pharmacy life. So I think a great place to start with this podcast is to invite you to share your story into debt, overcoming it, and really finding your passion and purpose in helping pharmacy professionals to do the same. Yeah, I'd love to do that. And I, I think your point, Adam, is is spot on. And one of my missions is we started your financial pharmacist uh, about three years ago was to really bring light to this topic and bring conversation to this topic that is, I think, a stressor for so many people, but isn't talked enough about and for various reasons that we probably don't have time to get into. But we need to be talking more about this topic because financial wellness is, is a part of overall wellness. And, and I know from personal experience, I know we're, with working with with thousands and thousands of pharmacists that if we can get our financial house in order and find the right balance between planning and building a foundation and enjoying life and really have purpose and have a foundation to the why to what we do each and every day, there's an unbelievable amount of freedom that comes with it. And for me, as I look back at my journey, graduating in 2008 from Ohio Northern University, and honestly, as I look back at them, I look back at my journey, walked out the door with $200,000 of student loan debt. And Tony Gare and I have talked about this before, that it really felt like monopoly money. Like it really didn't phase me in any way, shape or form that I had, you know, $200,000-ish of non-mortgage debt. Wandered through graduation, did residency training, which I'm grateful for the opportunities I had at Ohio State to do that. Got married, bought my first home with almost no equity in that home. Another big financial mistake is I look back and Again, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, really just wandered through this progression of making a decent income, but having really nothing to show for it at the end of the day. And it was a humbling moment, 2012, where I kind of caught fire with personal finance books and podcasts and other things. And you know, when you just have those aha moments where you just kind of need to be slapped upside the face and, and oh, yeah. hit me, right? And what hit me is I did a net worth calculation. And for your listeners that have never done that before, it's a humbling moment where you basically take everything that you own, your assets, and you subtract everything that you owe your liabilities. And we talk about in the book, Seven Figure Pharmacist, that we really feel like a net worth is a financial vitals check because an income is not necessarily a barometer of your financial success. It can be an indicator, but it's not necessarily indicative of financial success. The cars you drive, the homes you buy, those are not necessarily indicative of financial success. And a net worth calculation, what you own minus what you owe really gives you a better picture of your over financial health. And here I was four years after graduation, I had almost earned a half a million dollars of income and I had a net worth of negative $225,000. Talk about humbling, right? Yeah. And there I was and, and kind of had fallen into the trap and the mindset of, you know what, you're a pharmacist, you make good money, don't worry about the loans. Well, this was the point where I needed to start 
worrying about it because I saw this trajectory that I was on where each year would go by, six-figure income comes in, six-figure income goes out, net worth is not moving. And I knew we had goals for our family. I knew we had goals for our, our kids in the future. I knew we had retirement goals and enjoying life and all these things. And we were going to be kind of in this rat race as the Rich Dad Poor Dad talks about Robert Kiyosaki. We we're going to be in this rat race of kind of year to year, month to month, not making progress, but having a decent income. And Long story short, that moment in 2012 was really the turning moment for my wife, Jess, and I to say, there has got to be a different way of doing this, and we have to do this right now. So we finally got serious about setting goals, and we finally got serious about budgeting, and I'm making this sound way easier than it was. So uh, <laughs> lots of difficult conversations, which is code word for fighting when it comes to budgeting. We finally got that kind of straight, which is really a, a linchpin for us to free up some cash to throw a significant amount of money directly at the principal or student loans. And, you know, just like with your financial wellness, you get some momentum going, you have some accountability and boom, the magic starts to happen. And so fall 2015, we hit submit on that very last payment of $200,000 of non-mortgage debt. And to be honest, from there, it was game on. And as I look back on that journey in that moment, about a month after that, I reached out to 100 of my closest friends and said, you know what, I've got a crazy idea. I feel like nobody in pharmacy is talking about this topic of personal finance. I'm not an expert. I've made tons of mistakes, but I genuinely feel like people can learn through my stakes and we need to build a community that can help and empower one another to achieve financial freedom. And that was the beginning of your financial pharmacist. That's freaking incredible. That whole community that you built, finding a need, uh, an unsolved problem that like we started this podcast off with, a lot of people don't talk about because there's, there's shame, there's no awareness, there's, you know, I'm not sure where to go but I don't want to you know, tell anyone that I've got this you know, issue. I'll just like, you know, play it off. And you talk about that in your book is looking wealthy, but being poor mm. of you know, having the Mercedes or whatever and having the illusion that you're fine, but really you're maxed out on credit cards, like your credit score is to crap. Um, but I, I think how you start this book off and uh, a quick side note, guys, you know, I love puns. This book has so many pharmacy <laughs> puns. It's really an enjoyable read, but it's really practical. It does not overwhelm you because I've, I've read a lot of financial books, Money Master the Game, other uh, financial books that are very helpful, but they can oftentimes glaze you over with all the technical jargon. This book does not do that. It's very easy to read and it gradually acclimates you to action steps that you can take. And like you just mentioned, the financial vitals check that you have, you actually have a chart that you can fill in. And I really want to acknowledge that because it's so important. And like we're talking about, it has so much value and synchronicity with health and wellness because everyone says, you know, I want to lose weight, I want to get to, you know, looking like this, but that's where you want to go. We can't know where we want to go if we don't know where we are. So that's the first step that I found so much value in your book is you just take an assessment, laying out real simple, take stock, no pun intended, of where <laughs> you are right now with your finances, because you know it's great to have those goals, but you can't get there if you don't know where you are right now. And then yeah. you go in your book, based on where you are, here are some simple action steps in manageable chunks that can get that momentum going. Because just like you said, once you made that last payment, you already had all that momentum and it was game on. So you can go forward towards your goals of financial freedom because you're free of that debt and that really empowers you to really make some big strides in creating this financial empire for not only you, but your family and future generations to come. 
Absolutely. And what really resonates with me, Adam, what you just talked about is, is the importance of understanding your current position and accepting that for what it is, whether you like it or you don't like it, and working from there to start to implement change and to put goals into place and to find an accountability partner, all the things that you talk about with your listeners. Because I can't tell you how many pharmacists I've worked with, students I've worked with, residents I've worked with, and I'll put myself in this pool back in 2008 to 2012 that would rather just not know what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you have 150, 200, I've talked to people out of $400,000 of student loan debt, it can become paralyzing. It can become overwhelming with there all these federal student loan repayment options and what should I do and should I be investing? Should I be doing this? And it becomes very quickly paralyzing where there's no action. And yes. this topic of personal finance is if you listen to the gurus and you, and you read people, you hear about all the X's and the O's and making sure you're doing this and this order and then this and then this. At the end of the day, this topic is about behavior and you're going to make mistakes. You're going to get some of it right. You're going to get some of it wrong. You're going to learn from those mistakes. The next year, you're going to do better. The next year, you're going to do better. I'm still making stupid mistakes every year. That's just the nature of this topic. But it's about getting better each and every month, each and every year. But you've got to embrace the current situation. And sometimes that means the pain of the current situation to say, all right, it's time to do something different. It's time to turn this ship in a different direction. And ultimately, what we point to, and we talk a lot about in the book about this, is really identifying what your why is. And I want to give credit to YFP team member Tim Baker, who does an awesome job of talking about the importance of understanding your financial why. Because if you cannot articulate why you're trying to do what you're trying to do, if you're just after a number or just after paying off a loan or whatever be the case, then you're going to get bogged down in the day-to-day grind of budgeting and goal setting and all these things. And it's not going to have purpose or meaning or motivation behind it. Absolutely, dude. Again, once again, a synchronicity in my upcoming book for how pharmacy students can master pharmacy school. That's the first chapter. Mm. Really lock down and get as clear and specific on your why as possible. Because just like finances, like there's going to be distractions, there's going to be emergencies. And if you don't have a clear focus on why you started in the first place, you're going to be pulled in all directions. It's going to be like working in a pharmacy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But if you don't know your why and your vision, that's just going to really cause wreck. So once you get that clarity, that's going to create so much power in your goal. It's going to drive you rather than be pulled. So you can have that go forward. Uh, But in your book, just like you said, you state that behavior is the main cause of financial problems. And again, a synchronicity, it's also the main cause of health problems and not being where we want to be, whether that's physical, mental, or spiritual. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are what we repeatedly do. We're creatures of habit. So how to break bad habits really should be a question of how to change the habits from those we are performing to those that serve us. Um, and I, I love after you, you started that kind of uh, pulse check on your finances, you talk about the five behavioral biases that influence financial decisions, which is an awesome step towards awareness and, and just seeing those things, which I have seen rampant in our profession of, you know, a lot of people go from no degree to a doctor of pharmacy. They go from literally first job out of college is six figures. So it's like, woohoo, like, let's go on a spending That's spree. right. Right. And yeah. that can really cause, like, you know, if that's one purchase or something is like a thank you, um, like to your hard work, like you were talking about, you bought a Honda for yours. 
Um, mine was a little more <laughs> liberal. <laughs> um, I, I bought a muscle car. I bought a revolver. I bought a TV. I've well, never- you got the muscles to go with it. I don't. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> again, practice what you preach. Yeah. Um, but amidst all that, again, tying into pharmacy and finances is we can't figure out what the problem is because if you're not a millionaire or you're, you don't have your goal or you're not close to it, there's something in the way. There's some block. And in order to identify that, you talk about root cause analysis as being the method to unveil financial problems and them stemming from these five behavioral biases, uh, which I think is such a really, really helpful tool for people to read. So guys, pick up this book. <laughs> yeah, let me just say, Adam, when it comes to behavioral biases, what's fascinating, we, we talked about major ones. There's many more than that. And some of us are more prone to, to others or some more than others for various reasons. But to me, when I think about behavioral biases, whether it comes to finance, whether it's biases and decisions we're making in our fitness, spiritual accountability, whatever you're trying to do better at with life, this to me is the power of community, right? Yes. So whether it's a significant other, a spouse, whether it's in the scheme of finances, a financial planner, a good one, if you find one, whether it's the YFP Facebook group, whether it's some other mechanism, whether it's all of the above, if those that are savvy with their finances understand that no matter how much they have read, they're prone to making some of these mistakes. Because at the end of the day, human behavior says, and has shown over and over and over again, that money is very emotional. Mm-hmm. And we can think we've got all of the knowledge, we've got all the X's and O's in our financial plan, but it's amazing how something can derail one day, one month, one year. And that is a big part of what we were trying to develop at YFP as a community to, to encourage one another, to throw your questions out there, to say, hey, I'm really struggling with this, or I just had this big win and have others motivate you. So one takeaway for your listeners, one thing you can do right now is establish yourself in a community if you want to better yourself financially. And that can look different things. The easiest way probably to get started with that is we've got a free Facebook group over at Your Financial Pharmacist. Come on into that community, introduce yourself, ask questions. But there's other ways. If you're students that are listening, form a small group or a club at a college. If you're residents, get together for a book discussion. You know, there's many different ways people can do these, but community and accountability is so important when it comes to personal finance. And don't just get caught up in all the lingo about 401ks and Roth IRAs and consolidation and refinancing. That becomes overwhelming, right? But getting some momentum and having people around you in community will really help expedite your financial success. Absolutely. And I think that's such a valuable tip. And it's actually the first bias you talk about in your book that being overconfidence, uh, like, oh, you know, I can do it myself or that mm-hmm. arrogance. And I see this in health all the time. Like, oh, I don't need a coach. Like I can do this myself. Well, most people that are trying to lose weight or, you know, gain muscle, whatever, that's not their first, first rodeo. They've tried this before. So it's like, they're trying the same thing, that being doing it on their own, but expecting a different result. And it's kind of like a, a pride thing, but it's strong. to, and it saves you so much time because yes, you could figure it out on your own. Absolutely. But if you do that on your own, that's going to take so much longer. So if you don't get to your goal, you don't get out of debt at a faster rate, you're literally costing yourself so much money just mm-hmm. in the opportunity cost alone. Um, so, I mean, that's such a good value of having a mentor, a coach, or a community like that you have, um, like that I offer with uh, the Fit Pharmacist, is really having support from people in all those different stages. Someone in pharmacy school, just graduated, five years out, 10 years out, made big mistakes, which you know, you and Tim, Tim and Tim, 
uh, Tim Squared, whatever you want to call it, uh, <laughs> you guys have so much value because your book isn't just like, oh, we're, like, we're perfection, follow this. It's no, we did some stupid things. Here's what was stupid about them. Here's why. And here's what we could have done. And here's what we are going to help you avoid. So learn from our mistakes. Help uh, to you to get to where you're looking to go faster from not only our experience, but from all our knowledge of networking, again, through your community, through all the other extra work you do to work with the biggest experts in this field specific for the pharmacy profession. Yeah. And it'd probably be no surprise to you, Adam, that some of the most popular content we put out there is talking about our mistakes. And I think yeah. it's when we've been vulnerable, right? And, exactly. you know, I, I, at one point, I think it was a couple of years ago, I wrote an article on the 10 financial mistakes that I made. And it was very hard for me to sit down, write, admit that to myself and then publish those. I mean, we're talking mistakes that were like, no brainer things you should not do. You know, pull money out of a retirement account and get tax on it. Uh, buy cars I have no uh, business buying. Not having life insurance when I have a young family. I mean, things that we preach people should be doing. And I think it's important for me to share those to your listeners because we need to take down the curtain that people look at us or whomever, or whatever financial people that are out there and say, oh, they've got it together. No, they don't have it together. They make mistakes just like anybody else does. But again, it's about learning from those mistakes, sharing them with others. And as a community, as a group, we continue to better each other. Absolutely. And that ties right into the second thing of that instant gratification, or as you call it, hyperbolic discounting being, you know, I want it now, like, oh, you know, why save? I might not live 30 years. Let's just, you know, blow it all now. So it's not, you know, being so tight on your budget, you can't enjoy life, but really planning for that future and having a balance of living in the now, financially speaking, but also having some saving for the future. And also what you said, uh, not wanting to have that pain of, you know, taking the money away, what you refer to as loss aversion in the book, the third behavioral bias. Um, and this ties right into mindset with what I talk about in living a healthy life and really coming into your own power to dispense your full potential as a pharmacy student or mm -hmm. pharmacist being you can use your pain to drive you, which is exactly you were talking about using those obstacles being vulnerable that you the mistake quote mistakes you made to share those with others because looking back, like you said, it was hard to write those. It was so painful, but look at what you created out of that pain. You created literally an empire to help pharmacists and students across the country, maybe even the world. I don't know. But, <laughs> but I can see it going there, seriously, because yeah. there's so much value with that. Because you took that pain that you had, you learned from it. I mean, $200,000 in the hole, not mortgage-related, that's a mm -hmm. lot of pain, mm -hmm. right? And I talk about this all the time of you know, the feelings that you get if someone gave you ten grand. Versus someone, you got a notification that someone stole 10 grand. Absolutely. What, what kind of reaction is going to be stronger? Because mm -hmm. pain is so much more impactful on our emotions and our actions. So using those to your advantage is awesome. And I think that the fact that you share that and are so open and use that as a teaching guide in your book and what you do speaking at different universities and colleges of pharmacy with your community too is just so invaluable. So I, I really applaud you for that because that's real power right there is just, you know, being real with people. I appreciate that. It's been a fun journey. So definitely appreciate your, uh, your support. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I love what you're doing. And uh, another thing that you're saying, uh, not just with, you know, trying to get better, which is what this whole podcast was created for is addressing the most common issues that we face in pharmacy so that you can keep growing, uh, is something that, that you say financially, 
is, and it's really in personal development too. That being, if you're not growing, you're dying. Amen. And, and that is so true, especially in finances. Um, so like people say like, oh, I save money, but they just put it in like a savings account that has, you know, 0.75 or 1% interest, mm -hmm. but inflation averages like three a year. So you know what I mean? It, 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 literally inflation is overgrowing your growth. So you're literally like your dollar today is not worth a dollar in two years. If you just keep that $1. Yeah. Let me give you a, your listeners a different example of that. I was just doing something with the residents at, at Ohio State on this is that we, we have people go through an exercise. Once they do their current net worth, which is what we just talked about a few minutes ago, I then have them compared about uh, versus their expected net worth. What, what should your net worth be today based on different variables? And we have a couple different calculations in the book that people can do. And then we talk about what should your future net worth be, aka what should your nest egg be at some point in time get to, to get to the point of retirement, which I understand can be defined very differently based on the person. And when I have people do those numbers, I have students and residents and others do these, and they do these calculations and we, we geek out and we hit the numbers and they come up with a number and they're like, boom, five, six, seven, eight million dollars I need. And they look at me like, dude, you are crazy. Like this math doesn't make sense. But the reason why the math is the way it is, is a couple of variables. One, we as a generation better be expecting to live longer than the generations before us. Mm -hmm. And if we want to retire at 65, 70, which I think is going to be challenging to do unless you're really planning and you're going to live to 100, 105, 110, that's 30 plus years that you've got to have saved up in terms of savings. Plus, You've got to, to your point you just made, you have to be accounting for inflation. So if you take a pharmacist's salary today and you adjust for a 3% inflation rate over a 30 to 40 year period, you're looking at a salary that is well beyond $300,000 a year in today's dollars. Mm -hmm. Now that, that assumes that it's just going up with inflation. And to your point, if it doesn't keep pace with inflation, then that means the purchasing power of a pharmacist's income is eroding, which is a separate issue. So your listeners and what I try to encourage people to think about is you have to think about it in future dollars as well as your current situation. And I think that that's another one of those things, just like when we talk about knowing your current financial net worth, thinking about the future and think about where you're going, what you're aspiring to do, what the goals are associated with that future is so critical rather than just hoping you get there in the future. Amen to that, man. I don't have time to work out. Eating healthy is not possible as a pharmacist. There's so many things to juggle. I just feel so stressed out. I can barely even keep it together. Guys, if this is you, I totally understand. I have been practicing pharmacist full time for over seven years. I've been through the hurdles, living through the trenches, and through my time with that, have developed simple solutions to help empower you to not only fit in fitness, but nail your nutrition and master your mindset empowering you to lead by example through living a healthy lifestyle. I put all these solutions in an easy to read, applicable, and simple guide for you to read in my new book, RxU, The Pharmacist's Guide for Managing Stress and Fitting in Fitness. If you haven't gotten your copy, check the show notes for a link so that you can get yours today and get started to dispense your full potential. I like to leave people with I mean, we could literally talk for hours and I'm sure we will keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like to leave people with like a, an action step, just one. Yeah. So for me, something that made a huge impact on me financially, um, I was blessed with a very financially savvy dad who before mm. I even made a paycheck, I got my first job when I was 14 and like, he's like, okay, if you don't see it, you won't spend it. 
So literally before I graduated pharmacy school, I met with a financial planner and had that, you talk about your book having automatic deductions for your 401k, Roth IRA, and other savings accounts. Because literally once you start making that money, you just adapt to that income. You get comfortable with it. Um, it's, a, it's a principle that you talk about in your book uh, that you, know, you just get comfortable with this. I forget the, the law. There's a mm -hmm. law for that. But anyway, if you guys get that set up before you graduate, you won't miss it. So if you go from, let's just say, making five grand a month, and then you start investing and you go to 3,500 a month, that's going to be a little painful and you're not going to like that. But if you start out in the gate at 3,500, that 1,500 automatically going to savings, you won't miss it because you won't know it's there. Absolutely. So literally start before you start making that first paycheck. Um, that for me was the biggest impact on my finances that I had. So that, that's my two cents um, with that. Now, we had a lot of value here that you shared, and there's so much more on your, your website, on in your book, which I highly, highly recommend and fully endorse. This is a freaking incredible book, one of the best that I've read this year, and I read a ton. Appreciate um, that. Oh, I mean it too. It's, it's so valuable because the level of impact is just tremendous. Um, but with people listening to this, their mind's probably racing like, these are great ideas. But like you said, it can cause that analysis paralysis. So what could you recommend being like just one step, one thing someone yeah. can take to create that momentum to go forward? Spot on. And, and I'm going to give your listeners a challenge and then I'm going to offer and hope they take me up on it. So my, my challenge is, and especially we're coming up here on, on the new year, but certainly you can do it before then if you want. My challenge is to identify and get one simple win one win. And what I've seen with, with students, residents, new practitioners, pharmacists is that you have so many financial priorities that are coming at you at once. Student loan debt, emergency fund, retirement, homes, making sure you have the right insurance. The list goes on and on and on that we lose focus of the power of the momentum. So one win, whether it's, you know what, I don't have an emergency fund and by the end of January, I want to have $100 in emergency fund. You know, I have this credit card and I want to put $100 extra per month in this credit card. I want to go back and look at my student loans to do an inventory to see how much I have because I don't realize how much I have. I've never done a budget, but this month I'm going to start. may not be perfect, but I'm going to start and I'm going to do it for the first time. Pick one thing is my challenge to you. And the offer I'm going to give your listeners is if they email me with their challenge, I promise to email them each back and keep them accountable on it for the month of January. So they could shoot me an email at T Albrich, that's T-U-L-B-R-I-C-H at yourfinancialpharmacist.com. They can just say, hey, I listened to the podcast. This is my challenge myself. And I will email them back and keep them accountable on that goal for the month of January. We're going to start the new year off right. Love that, man. That's really generous of you to offer your time. You're a professor. You have this business. And guys, he's real talk. Like He responds real quick. Like, that's something that is very rare, especially as a pharmacist with another business and so forth. So he means that. He has a website. He has, like he mentioned, his Facebook group. He's also on LinkedIn. And I am proud to say, new to Instagram. Yeah, I need, I need up my Instagram game. But yes, I, you, you've motivated me. So yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. But yeah, man, anytime, shoot me a DM. You guys know I, I, I'm right on that. I'll get right back at you. But all of those links to his social media accounts, and his email so that you guys can take your one step of action to create your small win and really start 2019 off with financial freedom. His email will be in the show notes so you can easily access that. So there will be no excuse to take action. You'll just click it, 
just you know one two sentences boom bada bing bada boom now you're friends with tim and you'll be in so you guys will start saving and that is just going to make such an impact it might just be really simple like you might think oh it's just an email but you'd be amazed at what yeah. one little action step can do for the future of your life absolutely well tim thank you so much for being on this podcast it was a real pleasure i've been wanting to quote meet you for quite some time. Um, so I'm honored to do that and share what I've learned from you uh, with the listeners of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. So it's been a true honor. So thank you so much for your time and sharing all of your vast knowledge with us. Appreciate it, Adam. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Adam Martin signing off with the Dr. Timothy Albrich from Your Financial Pharmacist. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Remember, take one step of action to move forward, empower yourself, and dispense your full potential. Thank you guys, God bless, go forth and be great. All right, Fit Farm fam, until next time, I am out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Your time is invaluable, and I sincerely appreciate you sharing it here. Most importantly, hit that subscribe button so you get a fresh new podcast episode every single week. Also, please leave a rating and review for the show. I sincerely hope that you got at least one golden nugget of knowledge from this episode. If you did, please share this with one person who you can help dispense their full potential. That is how this community will grow organically. I don't ask for anything in return, so thank you for your action of support. 